and trains and we're prepared for it with new technique and new approaches. And as for our part, we feel that you're the best pieces of manpower available in this whole region. We're getting ready to have a live spectrum. What we were trying to say, you got to walk home, walk home, walk home. Welcome to the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. To reach Devin Wade with a question or comment, follow him on Twitter at Wade's Be a part of the group on Facebook by joining the Sports Talk with Devin Wade group or liking the page. Welcome to episode 54 of the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. So glad you have joined us and we have a great one for you or at least a very good one for you this afternoon. I guess we strive to be great. I I don't know. I don't know that I live by any like mantras or mottos. Maybe I should for uh, some sort of level of achievement that yes we strive for greatness what i want to do is provide a wonderful opportunity for you to engage in uh listening to some uh, fun sports talk so with that the silver fox kevin allen will join us got a great show like i said coming up in this uh, episode we have a hero or zero we have a he got game we have a balling or falling and we have a big dummy so a lot to get into, but first and foremost, want to thank you guys for tuning in and spreading the word. And always sort of, you know, this thing is growing. Kev, it's growing by leaps and bounds, and I'm so excited about that. It's so fun to think that people are on our same wavelength and uh, they get to enjoy the show. And also want to thank our sponsor, Cobank Homes. If you uh, have any real estate questions in the greater Houston area or even not, uh, that's the guy to call, Kofi Bankers. At Cobank Homes, you'll hear more of him at the halfway point. And, of course, want to talk about the music thing. We have some salsa project coming up. But if you are a fledgling group or if you're a DJ, a band, no matter the genre, and you want some exposure, hit me up at Sports Talk with Devin Wade on Facebook or on Twitter at Wade's Word. And we will play a little bit of your music at the halfway point and an entire track at the end so we are looking for bands groups djs remixes whatever you do uh we want to be able to share that music with the masses on our platform here with that want to bring in kevin allen and kevin allen what's new with you hey man working hard trying to enjoy everything that i'm doing right now having a little bit of fun for me what's new for me is and this is unrelated to this. First of all, a couple things went on in the world around me. Well, here in Houston, there are a lot of freeway closures, a lot of traffic nightmares because of the Barbara Bush funeral this weekend. So that's going on. So shout out to Barack. He's in town. We I gave him a shout out earlier. Uh, Michelle Obama, the Clintons are in town. So, hey, yeah, I'm sure that Barack listens when he... When he comes up to town, my president, <laughs> you know, I say Wakanda forever. Who's oh, your, your three favorite presidents? Three favorite three, presidents. Three, two, and then one. One. No, go. Okay, you want me to go from the three? Wow. Now, this is something I give a lot of thought to. I will say, hmm, I will say FDR, number three, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, yeah, got you, us out you. of the Depression, navigated us through World War II. Y'all in high school together. <laughs> no, 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 that's, that's you and McKinley. <laughs> but uh, a second second will be Abraham Lincoln, which is he's widely considered the greatest president in, in United States history. You, you can make an argument for how George Washington handled the position that he, he could have been a monarch almost 
at the very beginning, but he chose to be instead just an elected official, and he gave up uh, the power rather easily, the, the smooth, peaceful transition of power. But he's not number two. Lincoln is number two. And, of course, you got to roll with Barack is number one. Because, again, what the symbolism that will resonate, not just for this generation, it, it doesn't affect us as much. We, we grown. We were grown when he got elected. It's the kids that will come up behind him. And I think over time, yeah, he, he some things didn't go quite the way he planned. He didn't get a lot of help. But, yeah, that's my guy. Those are my three. Okay. And my coming. three worst, I don't even consider Trump a president. I think he's just a an office holder temporarily. Wow. Uh, but then Bush Jr., you know, and and then you can go back to Andrew Johnson, who I think so you uh, don't, the reconstruction. You don't put Clinton in there? Clinton is not in the no nah, no nah, not my not my three man I'm really? if you, no not my th- who are your three Thress, number three <laughs> Clinton Clinton number three okay my man Bill saxophone player <laughs> <laughs> he's my three I'm gonna roll with okay two JFK JFK. See, I already see where you going with this, man. What you mean? You trying to go out with the fellas. You want you want to go chasing and them gals. <laughs> you want to rock. Oh man, you want to go chase some gals. What? 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 Three and two? Yeah, oh. with three. <laughs> so yeah, we know. Three and two. We know where you going with that one. Hey, so. you know what? Since you said, said we, we got this out on, this is gonna be on the podcast. I, if if they can give me some feedback, can I can I say this? Go ahead. Me, I don't it, it hit me on Twitter, <laughs> and, and everybody that's listening at Allen Allen Run Ten at Allen Allen Run Ten. And if you're listening, when you listen to this, send me your three <laughs> from three, two, and one. Give it your third, second, and first as far as president. I want to I want to get some feedback on this. A little hey, bit different. Well, 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 that is a lot different. And like I said, I like that. I'm I'm sort of an historian a little bit. <laughs> I delve. I know, I, I you want to say I want to go chase some You want to go chase some gals. Oh, you, JFK, man. and Clinton. Man, can you imagine y'all, the three of y'all in the fox trap? <laughs> <laughs> No, that that is you gonna take him over of OST. Oh man! Look at you. you hey, you gonna show up in a motorcade? Hey, look, at, OST. Least, at least I didn't go over to Russia. <laughs> right, you're right about that part. <laughs> but you know what? A couple things that are going on in the around other than that. You know, Starbucks had that problem. Right. And you know, you're not a coffee drinker, right? Not at all. Man, and you know, you are. I'm a super duper. You, I'm a gold member. At so the Starbucks. you. So what are you doing now? Oh, I'm gonna drink my coffee. <laughs> I mean, oh no, I'm not. I'm not stopping. You don't drink your coffee. Oh, you drink Starbucks coffee. Yeah, I'm gonna rock with them. But because I say this, <laughs> it was one barista, and the Philadelphia police overreacted, and they've they're taking corrective steps. And Melanie Hobson, a sister married to John, to not John Lucas, but to Lucas uh, of uh, Star Wars fame. Okay, Melanie Hobson is on the board of directors, so. So, but, but anyway, but you know, they're going to correct. They're going to we'll go on that. Hey, we're getting some good topics here. Hey, so with the Starbucks situation, how, how'd you feel about that? Okay, yeah, it was terrible. It was absolutely terrible. And I can say this: I've honestly never personally had a negative experience in any of the Starbucks. And, and the, all the Starbucks I go to, this you see a rainbow of people. Mm-hmm. You don't ever see one one culture. So I don't know what was going on there in that situation, but they're striving to fix it. Right. But if they don't, here, here, here's the here's the fix. 
If they don't fix it, I'm going to open up a coffee shop. I'm going to call it Black Books. <laughs> so, so instead of Starbucks, Black Books. We have male dancers serving coffee. Oh, now you running with JFK? <laughs> no, no, I ain't running. No, I'm trying to make some money. No, nah, seriously, on the Starbucks thing. No, that was absolutely. But terrible. you know what? I, I looked at it. It was a terrible situation. But the way that the CEO handled that thing right away and doing some things, I, I was, and he's gonna set those guys up in business. He ain't just talking about a cash settlement. He said, if you guys want to do business. Let's talk. Let's let's set you up and, in our own program. And I'm 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 glad he he stepped up quick and and rectified the problem. Sit down with the guys he wanted to speak with them. I was very very impressed on how he handled that. Yeah, because like you know, that would be like blaming somebody at Walmart. You might have one jerk. If that's the case, I am mad with my water company. People at the light company I got a problem with. I won't name the companies, but I might soon if things don't. Especially with the water bill thing. Anyway, there's a there's a leak, and we are, we are questioning who's at whose responsibility it is to fix. So you're going back and forth, well, a little bit. But anyway, that's that's the subject I'll table for another day. But no, yeah, still going to Starbucks. Another thing, Kalina is not here. Normally, Kalina is here, but she's not here because she has an audition. Oh, I thought maybe she went on her. On her skinny dipping adventure. Yeah, this is what I did find out. And, you know, I I support her acting thing. You know, I go to all her plays. And that's how we met, actually, because I actually cast her in something that I was directing, a stage play here. Um, And so that's, you know, that's how we met many, many years ago. So she, I I go and support her. She supports whatever writing things that I have going on. And, of course, she shows up for the podcast at her leisure. (laughs) But, But... she, I didn't. You're gonna have to check it out. She's at the historic ensemble in theater in her latest play. She's she's doing some love scenes in in the play. So yeah, it, it, I asked her about that. I'm like, hey. is this in the new one that she's in? Yeah. So she's in our, she's in rehearsal now for that. I think that opens in May. So that that's where Kalina is. She's at an audition for another role somewhere as we speak. So I hope she you know breaks a leg or whatever. I think it's break a leg when you go to perform. I don't think you say break a leg for an audition. I well, I, I said, hey, you. I hope your audition goes great. There you go. That's what I was thinking. I don't know any of the, the and terminology. The last thing and what's new, I want to buy a tractor, Kev. A now, tractor? I, yeah, a tractor. And I have a normal suburban lot for my home. So I don't have a lot. I don't have an acre of land. But they have these these tractor commercials. I don't know if you've seen these tractor John commercials. John Dick. Yeah. Tractor, yeah, and they were like, for $99 a month, you can get a tractor. I'm like, for $100 gonna, a month, I'll go get a tractor. <laughs> you going to drive it to work? I don't you're not going to mow any lawn. No, I ain't going to mow the lawn. I have, I have a guy for that. But I, I just want a tractor. <laughs> so I think, hey, you may you may see me one day with a tractor. Those John Deere commercials are very effective. For $99 a month, Kevin, you too can have a tractor. Now, Me I don't know too what, will not have a tractor. Yeah, but I'm saying I don't know what you would do with it. I'm, Nothing. Yeah. So urban, somebody urban else can garden. get somebody else can get that ninety nine dollars. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm just saying I might, I might go it, ahead. But they gotta have to send me the cap to go with it, the John Deere cap. So with that, I want to get into some headlines. Well, it's all about the NBA playoffs. What has stood out most for you so far through? Most of the series have at least three games under their belt. What are you seeing through three games of the first round of the NBA playoffs? The most surprising 
deal for you? What's what stood out the most for you? The most surprising is the uh, New Orleans Pelicans and Portland Trailblazers series where New Orleans came out like gangbusters and just took over that series from the opening tip. Anthony Davis is playing well. Meritick is playing well. I mean, the whole crew is out there doing it. What's the guard? Holiday. Drew, Drew Holiday, Holiday is, yeah. is playing. Ray John Rondo is leading that team and really playing well. And, and that's one of the teams that I stated that would give the Houston Rockets problems because of the matchups, because those guys can guard, and they can guard the pick and roll if you switch. You have to switch so it doesn't affect them because they're similar to Golden State. If you have to switch, it doesn't affect them because if you switch with Rondo and Holiday, they're pretty much the same size they, they play it. Anthony Davis can play it, so they're going to give some people some problems. One, and I know that one one of the things about that series, I got that wrong. I thought Portland was a much hotter team, and I I sort of wrote them off when Cousins went down, and I said as much in the last podcast. But I think the deal is when you look at that situation, Meredith, and you'll hear more about him later in this episode. Meredith just stepped up in a big way, not only in this series, but he played well for him the last part of the season since coming over from the Chicago Bulls. So that stood out. Obviously, everybody's interested in uh, the uh, Cleveland-Indiana series where you you called it, and to this point, 2-1, to one, the Indiana Pacers lead that series. Uh, what are your thoughts on, on that series? And, and we'll delve more into it, but I want to just get your, your sort of uh, your preliminary, uh, your cursory thoughts on that. Well, what I look at is with the Cleveland Cavaliers is when they made the trade to get Rodney Hood, Jordan Clarkson, Larry Nance Jr., they got younger and more athletic, but I don't think they got better. Better move for the long term, maybe not the short term. Well, I don't even think about for the long term. They just got some good pieces. And those guys, to me, are just your average NBA players, to me. Nothing really stands out with those guys that put you over the hump that LeBron needed. And I shared with people, just give it a couple of weeks, let the excitement and the adrenaline die down a little bit, and then we'll see where we are. And right now, you can see it once the playoff starts when the, these teams go in with the day off, break the film down, and make the adjustments. You notice that they're not really very effective in order in helping the Cavaliers get over the hump. You know LeBron is going to be LeBron, but with the Indiana Pacers, they have guys that are just above the average NBA players, what I call it, that can get you over the hump because of the pieces that they have with Thaddeus Young, Victor Oladipo, and those guys are right above the average player. But the thing that makes them so good right now is that you have Nate McMillan, who's defensive-minded, and those guys really get after you on defense. They have the big guy in the middle and Miles Turner. He can step out and shoot it. He can protect the rim as well. So they've been giving Cleveland problems all year, and this is a bad matchup for the Cavaliers. The other thing I want to talk about the NBA playoffs, OKC, and I do want to touch on the Toronto-Washington series. We'll touch more on those a little bit later, but OKC, uh, again, the big three are, what, 0 for 14 in the fourth quarter. Some days they have it. and I, I'm, I was surprised that Westbrook went so cold in that loss to Utah. And then Donovan Mitchell, is, he's going to be a wave of the future, this guy. So, I mean, those, those couple things. And then, you know, the Wizards got back in their series. And things are getting a little chippy in all of these series. Miami and Philadelphia are getting – both of those are getting a little bit of, you know, what happens when you see a team over and over again 
So moving forward, I think there's a lot of excitement in these playoffs, even in the first round. I think anti the anticlimactic series is the Golden State series and uh, versus San Antonio. And, of course, Houston is handling their business. So no news there so far. With that, I want to go to a segment that we call Hero or Zero. Drop that zero. In this uh, segment, I ask Kev, is somebody hero or zero, a team, player, entity, and uh, I'll give you a scenario. You tell me if they're a hero or a zero. First up, is LeBron James a hero for scoring the Cavaliers' first 16 points in the game to victory and 44 for the game, or his Cavs teammates, zeros, for not stepping up, playing a little bit better, taking some of that load off of LeBron James? I'll give him a, a hero. So his hero move to come out and be able to put up the first 16 points. Right, because with LeBron, and I've shared with you in many instances, I feel that it's tough to play with him because he's so ball-dominant. And he will get in his head that he has to do this and he has to do that. I think it's a little bit too much as opposed to getting them involved uh, because you're getting one or two touches here or there. It's tough to get in the rhythm. But he did what he had to do to keep them close and get them going by scoring those points early. So I'll, I'll say he's a hero. Now, uh, second up, we talked a little bit, just a hint about San Antonio Golden State Series. So many people know by now, Greg Popovich, the head coach of the San Antonio Spurs, his wife died this week. And the news broke while the games were going on. It, it wasn't reported in the morning. It, it came out, a press release came out actually late in the afternoon, early in the evening. And the TNT reporter, Ali LaForce, interviewed LeBron after a Game 2 victory. And she asked him about the death of Greg Popovich's wife, Aaron, immediately after the game on the court. Now, this wasn't – he didn't – he had no idea that she had died. And, of course, he was shocked. He used the expletive, and he was just caught totally off guard about the question. Is she a hero for asking a journalistic question or is she a zero for asking that question when she did and how she did? I would say a zero. Drop that zero. Zero because asking that question without him being prepared on a on a question like that in regards to Greg Popovich's wife on national television just coming out of a heated battle in a game, I, I don't think that was the appropriate time to ask him a, a, a sensitive question like that, that I would say, and especially without anyone informing him of that before he walked over. So I, I don't think that was appropriate. I'd give her a zero. Yeah, I think that's a zero too. Because, I, I mean, what do you – A, his mind said he literally is walking off the court after a hard-fought victory, feeling good about himself. This has nothing to do with that situation. Now, later on in the press conference, after he's been informed – and the press conferences can go long, and you get asked a ton of different questions. And that would have been the proper form to ask him and hit him live on the air. I thought that that was a zero move. Drop that zero. And, and, you know, a lot of times when you talk about reporters, I feel like they feel compelled to to get you know to dig and be controversial or be you know on the edge. And that just was not the scenario on the time to do that. I think you have to kind of know where you are in that position. I mean, we've seen a lot of different examples. She didn't ask him anything about his team or his organization. And obviously everybody around the NBA knows Greg Popovich and probably many guys around the NBA know his wife. 
I mean, it's a, a close-knit group, the NBA. It's a fraternity, and uh, pretty much everybody knows everybody. But that was a really, really ill-timed question for LeBron James. So, uh, not good. Finally, in Hero of Zero, are the Pelicans heroes for their dominance of the Portland Trailblazers? Or the Trailblazers just zeros for coming out playing flat? Is this more about Portland being bad or more about New Orleans being good? I would say more about New Orleans being good. So they are the they're they are the heroes because I would say that because they were prepared and they've kind of caught Portland off guard and then Dame Lillard hasn't shot the ball extremely well like he's done during the regular season and that's why I always say in the playoffs when that game slows down and the possessions get a little bit shorter then it's a big difference so I think they've done a great job of game planning on him which has thrown the the Portland offense out, and then once you get behind so far and the other team is rolling, it's tough. Well, I would say that the Pelicans are heroes as well. When you talk about the performance of Anthony Davis, he is he's all of that. And I kind of wrote this team off a little bit because I thought, hey, without DeMarcus Cousins, how much noise can they make? You know, that two-headed monster would make for a tough matchup. But Davis is doing it all by himself. Well, not all by himself, but I'm saying he's doing it in the front court. Meredith is playing well for them as well. And I just think that it's more about them. But it also leads you to question, what is this just a bad matchup for Portland? Or, or do they have to really tear this thing down and rebuild how they're doing things in Portland? I think they're going to have to rebuild that thing because I think that this team has gone as far as it's going to be able to go. You have Dame Dollar, you know, Damon Lillibutt with the rest of the guys. C.J. McCollum, he, he's a nice piece uh, sidekick for Damon Lillard. But then you really don't have anything else. You have those two exciting guards. But up front, you have Aminu. But after that, it's nothing really left. Really, right home about Yeah, it. right home about it. You really don't have the bench play, that second team that can come in there and kind of sustain what you have or give you another lift or that spark. You don't have it, so they have to tear that down. But Portland is one that really doesn't pay any money, so this is, to me, typical Portland. If LaMarcus Aldridge would have stayed, that team could have been very special because even though San Antonio's down, uh, Aldridge at spots in this uh, series have been playing remarkable, so that's a big, big deal. With that, want to go to a segment that we call He Got Game. He Got Game. Got Game. Got Game. In this edition of He Got Game, Nikola Miritich is a 6'10 power forward for the New Orleans Pelicans. Uh, the 27-year-old hails from Montenegrin, Yugoslavia, if I said that right. And he was a two-time All-Euro League second-teamer. And Miritich was a first-round draft pick of which team? The Houston Rockets in 2011. But he stayed in Europe until signing with the Chicago Bulls in 2014. During that rookie campaign, he finished second in Rookie of the Year voting to Andrew Wiggins. And all was good with Miritich's NBA career until a September altercation with Chicago Bulls teammate Bobby Portis during practice. During the fight, Miritich suffered facial fractures and a contusion. He returned in fine form, but he was traded to New Orleans in February. And since then, he's been very productive in the front court, stepping in for an injured DeMarcus Cousins. This week in Game 3 of the opening round series of the playoffs versus the Portland Trailblazers, who we've been talking about, Miritich rocked the Trailblazers for a career-best 30 points 
to go with eight rebounds, three steals, and a block. And he got game. With that, going to end the first half of episode 54 of the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. Coming up, some music from the Salsa Project. Want to remind you guys, if you have a band or a group or a DJ who wants their music heard or rapper, whatever the genre, just make sure you get with me. Send me a radio edit. We'll play a snippet during the halfway point and then the entire track at the end of the show. Also, going to hear a little bit about Cobank Homes. This is episode 54 of the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast on iTunes, TuneIn, or wherever you get your podcast. Sports Talk with Devin Wade wants to thank our sponsor, Kofi Bankus and CoBank Homes. The vision at CoBank Homes is simple, and it stems from the belief that clients can trust CoBank to guide them to realize one of, if not the single largest investment decision they will ever make, their home. CoBank simply looks to build lifelong relationships through service. They do this by using faith, knowledge, and technology to guide clients through the process of achieving their real estate goals. Be it buying, selling, or investing in real estate, contact Kofi at 832-757-7950. That's 832-757-7950. CoBank Homes through Keller Williams. My name is Keller, and I listen to Sports Talk with Uncle Devon Ray and iTunes. Enjoyed a little bit of that Salsa Project. You'll hear the entire song at the end of the show. But that brings us to a segment that we call Ballin' or Fallin'. That's when uh, I'll give Kev a, a person, player, an entity, and he'll tell me, or a player, team, or entity, rather, he'll tell me if they are balling or if they are falling. Well, this week, Alabama quarterback Jalen Hurts, who's from the greater Houston area, went to, uh, what, North Shore or Channel View? One of, Channel View. Channel View. I know he's from Channel View. I didn't know if he went to North Shore or Channel View. But anyway, he, uh, of course, got benched in the national championship game. We talked about that a lot on the Houston show, and we talked about it, I'm sure, on the podcast. Well, his father says if he does not win the starting job this summer, going into the fall, his son will transfer and be the what does he say? The top free agent the, yeah, the, in college football history. Yeah, the, the top free agent in college football history. If is Jalen Hurts' dad balling or falling? I say he's, he's balling. The reason I say he now 
this is the LeVar Ball syndrome that the, we're, that we're this seeing now. This is the now. influence of LeVar yeah, Ball. Yeah, this is the influence now. You're going to see a lot of parents speak out on their kids now where before you kind of sit back. But now this is LeVar Ball too <laughs> right now. So what do you think uh, will happen? Uh, do you think Jalen Hurts, hey, do you – we don't really know if he'll win a starting job, but do you think – I mean, was this a good thing for him to say, or was it a bad for him to say? Well, at least Nick Saban knows what's coming. He probably knew in the beginning, but now with the dad coming out saying that, that may be trying to put some pressure on Nick Saban. But Nick Saban is going to play the best player because he doesn't have any problems getting getting guys in there. So right. he's going to whatever is best. His football program is what's gonna what's gonna be. So, well, I think that Jalen Hurts' dad is falling. <laughs> Because, again, as much as I like the kid and how classy he's been, and he's been the toast in a lot of ways. He's been an example of how to be an ultimate team player. I think his dad showing his hand like that, you can't – so so what happens now if it's closed? You think Nick Saban is the kind of coach that's going to say, well, we want to keep Hurts here, so we better start him. Or I mean, he, like you said, he's he has the pelts on the wall. He has the championships. He's conquered some things. He doesn't need threats, however veiled they are, to influence him, and they're not going to influence him. I hope Jalen Hurts worked on throwing the ball deep. Clearly he's not a better passer than the kid that replaced him. Uh, but, again, he's a value to that team. We led him to two national championships, uh, two, two national championship games. So, from that standpoint, I think that he's certainly uh, – he's a great kid, a great kid. But I think this was a, not a good move for Mr. Hurts. Next up, Oklahoma City, the big three are moving forward. Are they balling or are they falling? They're, they're still balling. It's going to be a tough series you for them. You think they can get past Utah? Yeah. I mean, and that's what the question is, essentially. Are they balling or are they falling? They're Will balling. They be, they're, they're balling. Uh, there's going to be a, gr- a grinded-out series where they're, we're looking at a seven-game series with this one right here because of the defense that Utah Jazz can play. And then you have the rookie Donovan Mitchell doing what he does. Uh, he's their number one option and has strong consideration for rookie of the year. And then you have Rudy Gobert in the middle. That's the rim protector. So they they have it on both ends there. They're going to be a tough out. But the big three, man, 0 for 14 in, uh, in the last game out, and lo- they lose that game. Can't have that. We're, we're, we're talking about Paul George, playoff P or whatever he called himself. Playoff P. Playoff P, <laughs> which is crazy. Mm-hmm. Playoff P, Carmelo. And Westbrook, I've never seen him quite as off in that fourth quarter. I've, I've never seen remember seeing him. Just selling for shots, not just not getting it done. Yeah, this is where I share with people that Carmelo Anthony has to step up and make some shots because he he's the best pure shooter, I would say, out of those three to make some shots, and he's going to have to make some shots in those type situations where Russ is going to have to be aggressive and get into the rim. But with Rudy Gobert there, that makes it that much difficult. And then Paul George, has to be in rhythm in order to get going. They just caught him on one of those days. Uh, I don't think all three of them would be off on the same day. But over 14 in the fourth quarter, you got to give some of that credit to the Utah Jazz in defending those guys. Well, at this point, I reluctantly say that OKC is balling. I think that they can get past this series. I'm Really, I say that wishful thinking because I would like to see Second-round matchup versus the Rockets and how that would look, that should be a whole lot of fun. 
So we'll have to see how it goes, but I'm hoping that they can right the ship. Although Donovan Mitchell will be exciting to watch as well, but I think uh, a better marquee matchup is having Westbrook, Harden, Carmelo, and Paul George on the court, and Chris Paul. You talk about those five players, five Hall of Fame players right there on five the court. One, on the court, once those two teams play. Okay, gotcha. I'm saying a guy like. Oh, wait a minute. Here we go again. No, no, man. Yeah, well, it goes back. We it go. goes back to Chris Paul. I mean, what has Chris done? Okay, I, mean, I he, promise you I'm going to pull up those stats again. No, no. But when I look at it, I look at Chris Paul. Chris Paul's a, an exceptional point guard that can run a team and do a number of things. He'll, but when it's all done, what exactly can he just stamp on his resume and say, well done? I'll get back to you on that, and I'll show you all of those stats, and then you can make a public apology I mean, to, to Chris as, Paul. As, I, no, wait, wait, look, let's no, table this. No, 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 make sure we're going to table this discussion because I, yeah. we do need to have the information in front of us. I know you're talking about the eyeball test and just yeah. uh, on, on first sight, but we're going to clarify that with some numbers. And, and so we will table this. Once of all, we will deal with this Chris Paul thing. And I think, obviously, the Rockets will win this series. They'll still be relevant next episode. So we will definitely get in, into that. So we agree on that one. And so now the top seeds, finally in Ball in the Fall, in the top seeds, are they still looking like teams? Uh, let's, let's assume. Let, let's go on this premise. Let's go with the, the number one seed is the team most likely in each conference to go to the NBA Finals because they have the best record in each conference, and that being Toronto and Houston. Now, obviously, people still say Cleveland, Golden State were teams that are favorites in their mind. And so in Golden State is a slight favorite still to go. But let's go on the premise with both top seeds being relative favorites to go to the NBA championships or, or championship. Are the top seeds balling or falling? Falling. I'm still not quite sold on Toronto, even though I picked them and come out of that first round because I had to pick. But with the Washington Wizards, that's a bad matchup for them because the Wizards match up with them. You got Bradley Bill, John Wall, the Morris twin, Otto Porter, Kelly Oubre coming off of the bench. You know, Morton Gartat, he's, he's solid in the middle. And when you look at Toronto, they're just solid as well. So it's really a, a toss of the coin when you look at DeMar DeRozan, Kyle, Kyle Lowry. Lowry, and then when I look at Kyle Lowry, Surge. when you yeah, and Serge, those guys, Serge and Kyle Lowry, to me, they're not just that standout dude. When you look at Serge Ibaka, he he's solid. I look at Kyle Lowry, he can be up and down. DeMar DeRozan, he's still growing into his own, you know. So that's why I say falling. So if they don't go, if Toronto doesn't go in the East, you've already picked against Cleveland, what team is going to go to the NBA Finals? That's my thing. That's what Is it going to be Philadelphia? It, it, that, it could be Philly or Indy. I mean, Boston is still right there. So, yeah, they lost big last night. Yeah, so yeah. yeah they're still So on right the other there. side, on the West, you've already said that collectively they're falling. What about the Rockets? Rockets are, are still solid. There's two-team race there with Houston and Golden State that I figure. With, you know, Golden State just had a, a couple of little minor injuries with Kevin Durant tweaking an ankle and, and Sean Livingston tweaking and, and Steph Curry coming back. So I was about to say before that happened, they're getting back healthy, but it looks like they're, they're slept rock. 
you know, <laughs> the, the bad luck keeps hitting them. But I don't think those are, are major injuries or anything like that. And I'm, I'm thinking they're getting healthy. And with them playing against the San Antonio Spurs, it looks like the defense picked up. And they may have a sweep and they have, a little, maybe have a little some time, rest. So. so, yeah, that helps them I out. will say the top seeds are falling. I don't think, obviously, collectively, Toronto has is, is done anything to instill confidence. In a very tough first-round series, they lose big last night. And I, you just don't get a sense that they are the true number one. Right. Same thing with the Rockets. I think this is a snooze of a series, game three later tonight. But I think that they're doing what they have to do. Although they got, got off to a rocky start in game one, a win is a win in the playoffs. You move and go on. And so I think that they're doing their part. You have to wait on the health of Golden State and having those guys play together again and just to see what happens. Uh, but I think that'll be a great series. But we have time on that one. But I don't think that both of these teams will make it to the NBA Finals. So from that standpoint, the top seeds have fallen. With that, I want to go to a segment that we call the Lamont Award. I don't want to wish you no bad luck, but I hope your ship sinks. With no lifeboats and no life preservers and a school of piranhas surrounding you, you big dummy. The big dummy of the week. And uh, this week, I have to go to my beloved sport of boxing hmm. for Adrian Broner. Adrian Broner went off big time in a, a press conference where he really used the N-word repeatedly and he put down a promoter, Leonard Ellerby, or from the Mayweather team. And I, if you don't know the name, you will probably recognize him. If you've seen any Floyd Mayweather fights, he's always there in his corner. He's usually a corner man, but he's also on, on uh, Team Mayweather. And the money team is promoting the Adrian Broner fight uh, versus Jesse Vargas. And if you don't believe how ignorant this was, just take a listen. What's your response to that? I don't want to hear none of that shit. When you stepped up and you fought Timothy Bradley, you lost. When you stepped up and you fought Pacquiao, you lost. So shut that shit up, bitch. So what I'm saying is this. I'm a four-time world champion. I've been world champion in 47 before. So I don't want to hear nothing. Quit, quit talking about all the losses. You ain't them. You got to beat me first. No homo. Come on, man. Get up out of here, man. I hope y'all just get, give me the credit that I deserve. I, that's all I want. And I know all y'all against me. Him right here, Leonard Allen against me. They, they, they with this nigga to ask you. Leonard will pick his ass to too. He can, time, you, you don't disrespect me like that. Man, shut up. You ain't with me. You ain't with me. I'm you with Jesse. I'm with Mayweather Promotions. You with, oh, yeah. You ain't with me. And this I'm a real one. I'm a real one. And this isn't about me. You guys got to fight. Yeah, all right. Shut that soft shit, chef. And the best man Shut that soft. That's some shit, chef. Shut that soft other chef. All that soft talking. I know you can do it, man. You got to, you got to. Let's shut that shit, chef. Oh, man, you ain't with me. Kev, Kev, Kev. What do you say about, what's your thoughts on Adrian Brown? First of all, this is not the first time he's been in the news. He's just gutter, ratchet, and just ignorant for no reason. You know, boxing, I, I love boxing. I like to watch, you know, the really good fights. But this guy I didn't know much about, and I saw the clip, and I'm like, man, this dude is really going off. You know, and then when I, I look at the sport of boxing, and you and I have shared that the promoters are going to jump, jump with who's ever hot, and there's no loyalty in boxing, you know, because it's follow the money. 
And that I think that's what he's ticked off about where he's and, saying and see, that yeah. you're not with me. You know, they, he wants them to be with him whether he's old and, and, and 16 or 16 and 0, and that just doesn't happen that way. And, and, and like I said, it goes back to these guys, even Des Bryant. You're taking these things personal, and you don't understand. History has shown that this is a business, the business of boxing, the business of football, in Des Bryant's case. This is about money. This is not about whether whether I like you or not. The famous story of Don King flying to the Bahamas for the Frazier fight with Foreman. He flies in with Frazier and leaves with Foreman. I mean, that's just the nature of of the game. And I think to air your dirty laundry or get in your feelings and, and let alone the N-word in mixed company and just and not that it, it, it's okay anytime. I'm but I'm I know that you know, I'm guilty of using the word in closed company. You right. you are. I mean, you know, there's something you say with your boys maybe, but not in a public setting, not in mixed company. Not, that's not justifying the word because it's, it's not a good word. But I'm saying to do that in front of everybody the way he did it was just ignorant, and it's going to cost him money on the back end. He's a very skilled fighter, and he could have been, been a very entertaining fighter. He tried to pattern himself out of after Floyd Mayweather, but Floyd knew how to shift gears, and Floyd was not going to do anything to mess with his money. So uh, for that reason, Adrian Broner is the big dummy of the week. You big dummy. With that, before I let go. Before I let go. Before I let go, any final thoughts from you, kid? What you got coming up? Not much, really. Um, just getting some things together for the month of May. We have our AAU tournament May 18th through 20th, the Rookie Invitation. This is the 10th year for this. So kind of put a stamp on this one, May 18th through 20th, ages 9 through 17. So have that going and, and have some other things that I'm working on late in the year in November. So trying to stay busy a little well, bit. Yeah, and we'll talk more about the basketball tournament. We may bring in somebody that's on your team, one of the young ladies that work on your team to do some stuff here on the podcast as well. We look forward to having Kalina back soon, Eddie Robinson and, and Biscuit. We uh, still want to do uh, the remote. We're working on the remote soon. We're getting that in place. I'm kind of getting myself back together, and we're working on those things soon in addition to that uh, just going to keep expanding, going to do some photo shoots, going to get some gear out there. So a lot is coming your way. And I just want to remind you guys, please continue to comment. I want to thank Melissa Brewer for her comments throughout episode 53. I don't know if you've seen those, kid, but you got to go she, back and read. She's on it. Yeah, and then other people on Twitter. I'm going to get Kalina next time to read some of the comments that we've heard. And then, of course, we'll have more guests. But, again, we want to hear from you guys what you like, what you don't like. Uh, let us know. want to thank the Social Project and our sponsor, CoBank Homes. And, again, you can reach me on Twitter, at Wade's Word. How can they reach you, Kev? Reach me at, at Allen, Allen Ron 10 at Allen, Allen Ron 10 And you can also catch me on my Facebook feed. Just reach you do out the to Facebook me. Live uh, playoff updates, right? Yes, sir. And that's Kevin Allen. Spell it for him. K-E-V-I-N-A-L-L-E-N. Yeah, so it's not... Kevin or or some unique oh, spelling. It's, it's pretty simple. Yeah. K E V I N A L L E N. So yeah. Go. And of course, sports talk De- with Devin Wade Page and group. Make sure you subscribe, share with your friends. Want to thank folks all over the country who found and stayed with
Do it, hold me tight. 